art on your sleeve. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Art on Your Sleeve podcast, a podcast all about music and graphic design. Normally we talk about great examples of design and record covers and I get to speak to the people behind those designs. This episode is a little bit different in that it's based on an exhibition that I recently visited at the Williamson Art Gallery in Birkenhead. The exhibition was called The Worst Record Covers in the World and was curated by Steve Goldman. There's also a book that supports the exhibition by Simon Robinson called The Art of the Bizarre Vinyl Sleeve, which goes into a bit more detail about the, the um, records that are on display there and also includes a few more examples. Definitely worth getting hold of a copy and there's information in the show notes about where you can buy it. But back to the podcast. I went along to the exhibition to have a look for myself and I have to say that worst and bizarre are great ways of describing what's on display there. I'd also add fascinating because looking back at sort of record sleeves going all the way back to the 60s up to present day, it was really interesting to see such a diverse and bizarre range of sleeves on display. Their weirdness varies really in a number of ways and we talk about this in the podcast so I won't go into too much information here. But enjoy the episode. I speak here with Simon and Steve who put together the book and the exhibition to find out how they selected the the things on display and just, just sort of get a bit of background information. The exhibition is touring around the UK so if you do get a chance to see it I would recommend it. I'll come back at the end of the episode just to say bye bye. I'm here with Steve and Stephen, the two people behind the art of the bizarre vinyl sleeve, as the book is called, and the art, what's the exhibition called? It's not bizarre, is it? It's, it's called the, it's Worst the Record worst. Covers in the World. That's right. Yeah. Certainly lives up to it. I've, I've looked around at the exhibition. Um, so Steve and Simon are the two people behind the, the exhibition, and I'm here to talk to them about how the exhibition came together, the inspirations, how things were picked, etc. But... I want them to do most of the talking, so I've got some loose questions, but um, yeah, feel free to go off on any tangents that feel appropriate. So I suppose the, the first big question is, what, what was your judging criteria and how do you define the word bad or bizarre? Um, well, first and foremost, it has to make me laugh. Right. There are plenty of record covers which are bad because they're um, racist or sexist or homophobic and you, you won't find any of, any of these in my collection um, uh, well it is first and foremost it's Steve's collection right he gave me carte blanche to put the book together from it so I had the the dubious pleasure of going through through is it six six hundred well, six hundred over, co- over yeah. six hundred covers to pick off to put a book together from it. Um, my kind of taken slightly, slightly different to Steve's, uh, which is why it's called The Art of the Bizarre Vinyl Sleeve, because I've worked on vinyl and CD covers most of my life. And I understand from the design side of things what pressures designers can be under, yeah. put under by the artist, by the label, etc. So I, I, I kind of hesitate to call them the worst sleeves because I don't know the reason why they've ended up yeah. like they have in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, 
I do think that there's no excuse for a lot of them, but I, that's my judgment, you know. So I, I like the word bizarre because they are. They're all as, mm. as well as some of them being clearly being the worst covers out there. They're all bizarre for yeah. one reason or another. Yeah. And looking round at the the. the massive collection that's it that's there did you find any kind of uh, regular perpetrators of this bad design was there you know when you were doing your research were you finding particular people who were responsible for it or is it just it's random as far as i can work out um some label names crop up more than perhaps (laughs) you would like particularly the american evangelical labels like skylight is it sky yeah. Skylight and there's Rainbow as well, who put out a lot of those sort of albums, and an awful lot of them make worse gallery collections on the web. Yeah, mm. and there's a lot called Hansa in Germany who ended up with a lot of dodgy disco covers. Yes, um, but that's the German market for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think sometimes that there there is a slight tongue in the cheek there with some of these that particularly with those Christian ones, because they're just so bad that you you, you, can't, you could think, no. <laughs> we, I think we both would say no to that. They are sadly deadly serious on most wow. of them, yeah, yeah. Which is why they're ideal for Steve's collection. Yeah, perfect. It is a bit like shooting fish in a barrel sometimes, I feel, <laughs> but, yeah. And they're so hard to find, mm. um, because they were pressed in small numbers, presumably sold at a local church or even little meetings, things like that. So the small pressing numbers disappeared, you know. Yeah. So. And, yes, there are people out there collecting them, you know. So. Thank the Lord for that. Indeed. There's a good there's an <laughs> exhibition in New York I found out before COVID, just of the evangelical album sleeves. Wow. Yeah, which I would have <laughs> loved to have gone to. I love that there's um, possibly uh, a lot of male body positivity in there as well. There's a lot of fat, hairy men who think they look fantastic. I kind of think that women have had such a hard time over it, you know, until recently. Well, was that scandal over the Calvin Klein advert the other week, wasn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, they've had a lot of grief. It's quite nice to throw it back onto the blokes, I think. Mm. And they don't half let themselves in for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's some things that obviously a lot of that stuff is things I'd never seen before and the, but there were some things that I saw and I was like I must look into this further the, I, I loved the uh, Mistral one the uh, proto synth sci-fi pop band um, I need to check them out insect chic kind of pantomime <laughs> drag kind of look it's a, it's a hard one to pull off Know anything about them? Uh, Sue at least said um, they, they they pulled off what what Henge have been trying to do image wise for ten years. You know, unwittingly. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is very very Spinal Tap though. though yeah. And Mistrals. And the strange thing is, there's like seven different versions. Yeah, there's different EP <laughs> singles around Europe, so you can collect them all. And <laughs> yeah. If I can find some of their stuff, I'll play some of their music as well because I'm kind of fascinated and curious. Oh, yeah, too. I, don't, I don't know if it's on Steve's mixtape, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's also interesting how now with record sleeve design, or certainly when it was in its heyday, it was all about being ultra cool and every aspect of it seemed to be, you know, considered and measured and it felt like, you know, a lot of people were involved in projecting the right image. And there's a there's a lovely naivety about so many of these images that they're just it's that naivety that's kind of sweet but also hysterically funny. Yeah. I mean, about 30% of them are from the 70s mm -hmm. um, and 20% uh, of them are, um, are from the 80s and 20% of them are from the 60s and then the other decades, they're, yeah. you know, pretty uniform, and, you know, pretty uniform, but that's a peak year, the 70s followed by the 80s followed by the 60s. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the, the heyday, wasn't it? Yeah. It's um, still going on. I mean, I found Katy Perry's Christmas album the other week. <laughs> and it's horrendous. She's yeah. there, you know, all made up. And the hair is like five foot high, done mm -hmm. like a, a blonde Christmas tree with decorations in it. And you think, surely, you know, you, you should have more control of your image than that in this day. Oh, there were probably like a hundred f fashion editors advising her on that. <laughs> That's the thing, yes. yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, he just looks very, very funny. Yeah. 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 In fact, you've got the the uh, Olivia Rodrigo example Ooh, in there, and you the sour one where it's almost mention that, yeah. Where it's like it's almost cool to look like you really don't care, but yeah. she just yeah. looks bored off her brain. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Got my driver's license last week, just like we always talked about. Cause you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house. But today it's strange, I did a radio thing the other day and the guy really is really into her music. But he, he said I'd have played a track, but she swears on every song and I can't <laughs> put it on the radio. <laughs> so apparently the vinyl... It's the hardcore edition with the unexpurgated lyrics. Right. The CD is for her teeny fans, oh, right. and all the swear words are removed. So right, right. she's got all markets covered. And if you want a pair of track bottoms with a name on for thirty-nine quid, <laughs> she'll sell you those as well. Yeah. I, that really depressed me when I was researching that because you go to a website, the music is third on the menu. It's all about the merchandise mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. It's so blatant. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where the money comes from, doesn't it? Particularly with, with touring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're purporting to be a singer, mm. you know, I kind of think there should be music top of the... Yeah. <laughs> and you should... But the music's just... bloody good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, yeah. That's, that's why this guy was saying he would have loved to play. So. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it would help if she looked like she liked her own music on the record cover. She I kind of think she, she was. Yeah, it was just a concept, and it just hasn't worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've not checked her other covers actually. They may be excellent. Do you feel that at times the the sort of awfulness of these designs is the result of of a limited budget or the fact that we didn't technology wasn't where it was back then? Uh, you know, great ideas were sort of hampered by a lack of time and budget. Or no, no. I've only got, what's that cover with the hands? It, the album's Trump Harm and, and the band is thirty one knots or twenty one. That's right, knots, something yeah. like twenty one knots. And, I think they're uh, German, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, they're, no, they're, they're American. Um, oh, they be yanked out, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, no, that's Trump Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, so I, d I don't buy that, that it's it's the technology that let, let them down. It's what they did with yes. their limited cut and paste technology. Yeah, because there is actually a lot of great design from that period exactly. as well, where people have used, you know, lettering. did before yeah. the Mac was invented. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. The Beatles. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, other, other than the baby, the butcher, <laughs> the butcher cover. Yeah, I noticed that's actually in the show, isn't it? The, the I, Beatles I print, cover. Yeah, I printed that one because it was ten thousand pounds. Yeah, I could yeah. afford it. Got your pension sorted there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you had it, you wouldn't dare put it on a public well, gallery yeah. wall. It would yeah. disappear within yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why it's high up. Yes. <laughs> There's an interesting thing as well about, we've talked about photography and images, but the typography that's used on a lot of these, as a graphic designer myself, and, you know, like you, been working in the industry since the 80s, and you see styles come and go within with type. And a lot of the, the type that's on these is kind of cool again. You've, you know, some of those awful sort of 70s and 80s letter set typefaces are back in fashion again, which I think was an interesting thing to notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yourself, I've been spent my days in the design area and always fascinated by typography so I do keep a look out for it but I really like a lot of the ones which the, the titling is done by hand mm. and although it might not look it to our eyes but you look closely and the work that went into yeah. it is just amazing I think. Yeah. and there's one called Hot by Bill Doggett called Hot Doggett <laughs> It's like flames for each letter, and it's all done by hand, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And I think there is a move back to that because people are fed up with just going to a menu and picking stuff off there. Yeah. They're, they're looking for something that, that is a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it, about all of those records? They're all, whilst they're, they've got bad design or bizarre design in common, they're all very different, and I think now there's a there's a homogeneity in design that shows that people are all using the same software, the same filters, the same fashionable typefaces, and the same fashionable photographers. I think I'm a big Deep Purple fan for my sins, and their last few albums have been awful design-wise. And they did one, and they argued apparently in the band over the cover, and had a strop, and ended up with something done in half an hour by a Greek designer. And I can list you the filters that mm. he pressed and the all oh, the top filter on each <laughs> yeah. menu, the bubble one for filling in. And, oh. <laughs> I thought this is you know one of the top rock bands on the planet, and they they just haven't got a clue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Photographically, um, if you read these with your kind of postmodern, iconic, um, ironic glasses on, some of them look quite cool. They've kind of become back in fashion again really I think it's it's like it's about how you look at them there was one particularly one uh salad days by the boyfriend I thought it looked like it could be a, a Brit pop underground underground indie album that's that that's one of my contributions I don't think Steve was too sure when I showed him that for the first time but it is it's what I call one of the literal covers mm. And the thing is, World Record Club were a huge mail-order operation. They were eventually owned by EMI. They didn't sell records in the shops, so they could tackle covers a little bit differently. They would just have the title and a striking image. There'd be nothing else to sell it. Mm. Um, but because the rate of records they churned out, inevitably, 
the designers were under a lot of pressure some days, and I think that was one of the days. Like they must have seen the word salad days, <laughs> rang the secretary up, can he nick down to the greengrocer, so <laughs> come back with a shopping bag of vegetables, snap, let's move on to the next but, one. But I agree with you, it does look more modern than it is. I mean, I couldn't believe when I found out that it was in the 60s, Yeah, you know? Well, that's the um, thing with World Record Club. Nearly all their covers look good. Yeah. Some miss the mark, but they're all really trying design-wise mm. and stuff. They're very striking. Indeed, somebody, they had an operation in Australia, and there is now a lovely book on World Record Club Australia, all sleeves and things like that. It's very, you know, it's... I think it's also interesting that um, you've got some big names in there. I'm just, I made a note of some of the... You've got um, Bing Crosby, Neil Diamond, Joan Baez, Queen, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Prince, The Beatles, Pulp, Chic, The Rolling Stones, and even the King himself, David Bowie. So you've not been afraid to actually uh, expose people who've committed these design crimes. Luckily for us, uh, we in researching the book, we found the artists themselves slagging some of these covers off. Really? And Joan Baez, um, you know, goddess of folk, and there she is in a tatty debenham silver jacket with some Air, Air Force goggles on, you know, because the arm's gone blowing away, looking cheesy green at the camera. <laughs> uh, and she did say in her autobiography, I was on so many qualudes back then, I probably don't, I don't remember the sessions. <laughs> so she says, great album, but yeah, terrible sleeve. And Dolly Parton said the same, yeah. hasn't she, about her cover, yeah. So, the, uh, the Bowie one that's in there was one that, that, at the time when that came out, I was like, is this a joke? It's yeah, literally yeah. so bad. Someone's surely taking the piss yeah, here. I mean, it came out after he'd died. And I, 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 I suspect which one, it's not in the it, book. Um, yeah, it's Toy. Oh, is that a Bowie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's shocking. Uh, uh, and well, it came I, out after he died, and I, I suspect he'd never have given his approval to I, that I would cover design. I agree, yeah. yeah. But the trouble is, oh, I've got to be careful because I know the guy who handles the Bowie catalogue for. But yeah, I don't think it's been very well curated at all. There's a lot of live stuff come out, and they're very badly packaged. You know, he deserves an awful mm. lot because he was always very involved in the creative process, yeah. in, you know, with all of well, those we're, albums. We're saying we're slagging it off. He may have got it on his driveboard <laughs> at home and said, I want this when I die, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so that's what it comes out, why we were discussing, you know, what is the worst cover, because we don't know, do yeah, we? Yeah, it's about taste the, a lot the of it, individual. I mean, the other one which Steve's now added to his collection is the Jeff Beck, Johnny Depp sleeve, which I would have to say is one of the worst covers of the last 10 years. I mean, I'm a huge Jeff Beck fan. I didn't buy it because I can't stand Johnny Depp's shenanigans. But cover-wise, I thought, how could you think that was good? You know, a good charcoal drawing. It turns out it's Jeff Beck's girlfriend who did it. So, bingo. (sighs) Never never do that. (laughs) Never let your friends and relatives. That's the same with riots. Have you seen the riot sleeves? No, I will have done that. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, as soon as you mention Seals, Ed, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> that, again, is rumoured to have been done by the manager's son. Right. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't have to say anymore.
And what about the pulp sleeves that's in there? Why, why did that end up in the show? Because it's a strange. It is a strange record. Which is it that? ended up as a show because it made me laugh. I was looking through my personal record collection. Um, and uh, I pulled that out and I, I, I left. And I thought, oh, that's a bad cover that has to go in. Because <laughs> it feels more knowing to me that in a, in a way that it's almost like you imagine that they've deliberately picked it because it's sort of a bit camp and a bit deliberately... Oh, the cover you made there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suspect you might be right, but mm. yeah. But in the context of the exhibitions, it works. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's good. And, as... and I think what Steve's done, he's making you question some of these records that yeah. we take for. I mean, like, the best one for me is Queen, the Magic album. Every drop of rain that falls in Sahara Desert says it all. It's a miracle. And I see that the miracle, miracle yeah. It begins with that. <laughs> so the, the miracle album, and I see that in 101 charity shops and never mm. give it a second. But once it's on the wall and you start to look at it, that is scary. Yeah. 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 The back's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, well, is it just me? And you go online and the Queen forums are still debating it, you know. It's... Yeah, I suppose that's what I meant when I started off about the, about not being afraid to put certain things in there that have been held up as kind of hallowed releases, you know. I mean, people like Prince, you know, he, he's such a respected yeah, and revered <laughs> artist. But... More on Steve, you know, yeah, take I, the I, flack I, at the At uh, Shambhala Festival, I removed the prints because I was so fed up of, of justifying it. Mm. And like, you know, after the 50th person came up saying, great exhibition, but why is Prince <laughs> there? I decided to take it down. But, it, but if, if it is about things that make you laugh, it, it yes. is actually a hilar <laughs> yeah. hilarious yeah, record yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to I think that... I thought so at the time as well. Mm. I bought it, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I thought, this is a, this is a ridiculous cover. <laughs> well, the people who did that are one of France's best graphic design teams, yeah. They've worked on fashion and... <laughs> yeah. And their photographs... I mean, technically, it's a stunning piece of work, but it's just Prince taking himself far too seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and it, it yeah. well deserves Steve pointing this out, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, was it Jean-Baptiste Mondino who took yeah, the shot? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved in the book that you included one of the, the I think it was a German cassette version where they'd drawn oh, on a pair of blue trousers. I, I had to stop working when I found that, because yeah, it's the Love Sexy cover, but it's Thailand actually, What's and it? they used to pirate anything anyway, so they pirated it, but their sort of uh, indecency laws are a lot worse than they are over here, so they put a pair of blue trousers on poor old Prince's cover, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it is brilliant. <laughs> so out of the exhibition, what are your um, high points, both of you? If you had to pick a couple of examples each, what would you say are the, the, your favourites in there, for whatever reason, whether it's because it was controversial or whatever, it's up to you. I mean, I, I, I tend to... The, the, the highlights for me are the most recent ones I've acquired. Um, and uh, a recent one is Hand in Hand, which is like eight people stood in the field in a circle, hand in hand. Um, and, and it's a colour photo, except that one of them is actually um, 
it's not humid at all. It's a like um, frame <laughs> with a, a picture of twice the size of every, everyone else's head uh, of the man on it. <laughs> yeah, we researched that one. It turns out it's a complex story. It's a Dutch, kind of like an X factor for local musicians, right. unsigned musicians. And you submit your tracks every year. It's still going through. And uh, the prize is like a little... What a recording contract, and they put this 10 inch EP out by each artist. So they wanted to photograph them all for the cover. He couldn't be bothered to turn up, and he told them in advance he wasn't bothered turning up. So they called his bluff and took a photo, framed it up hand in hand with this <laughs> jerk. You know, on his... So forevermore, he would be known as a bloke who couldn't be bothered to <laughs> come to his own photo. Yeah, Gert Timmermans, so this exhibition here is coming to an end in the end of the month, end yeah, of January? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then where do you go on to after that if people want to come along and see the show? Um, it's off to Annick from the uh, 8th of February. And where to, is that? Um, in in uh, Northumberland. It's halfway Castle. between... Yeah, halfway oh, between yes. Borough-on-Tweed and Newcastle. Um, and it's there till the 22nd of April. Right. And then we're at Bearded Theory Festival. Um, and then um, <laughs> we might be at Kendall Calling. <laughs> There's discussions there. Um, and then after that, it's in Warrington. Right. I'll put links to all of the venues in the show notes for it as well so people can click and find out more. And I'll also put in some links to the book, The Art of the Bizarre Vinyl Sleeve. So do you want to talk a little bit about the book and what is it ava- where is it available? And Yeah, yeah, well, I used to run a CD label and that's why I used to design so many covers, Barley. But I moved into publishing about eight years ago, something like that. The CD market is dropping off and I have no real interest in reissuing albums just for the sake of it uh, so yeah publishing allows me a lot more freedom to investigate popular culture which is one I'm always interested in right. so I think it's about six or seventh book now um, and it just came out of the blue a friend who knows I'm into album art emailed me and said yes, you've got to get up to Huddersfield there's this display on and sadly it was only on for a week so I couldn't make it that it was on at the Spode Pottery Museum of all places. <laughs> so right, shot over there. And we walked into this really basic gallery. We were, me and my wife were just laughing for literally for an hour. The, the jaw was on the floor. You know, we just, I'd never seen such an amazing collection. So we got chatting with Steve and uh, he'd had approaches from other people, but he liked what we'd done. So he'd, he'd let me loose really with it. It is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, but it, I've tried to go a bit further because it's not just sleeve after sleeve. I've tried to find out a bit about why it ended up like it is and any other relevant covers by the same artists and designers yeah. and things like that. Yeah, Yeah, I enjoyed reading all that sort of additional narrative, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is there any online presence for this exhibition at all or any of these sleeves? Is there an archive of them? Is there a, anything? Yeah, there's the Instagram site. Um, and the Facebook site. Okay, what so, what are they called? Um, <laughs> Instagram.com forward slash worst record covers and Facebook.com forward slash worst record covers. Makes sense. 
I hope you enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun to spend a couple of hours looking at all of those record covers and great to speak to the people responsible for putting the exhibition together. As I mentioned at the start of the episode, there's information in the show notes at softoctopus.co.uk if you want to find out a bit more information about where the exhibition's going to next and also how to buy the book and just a bit more background information. Also included in there are images that we talk about in the episode and a few more visual things to um, pique your interest. So hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you soon with episode 23. Bye bye.